Okay, Mom. I think that's the last of the boxes out of the attic. Oh, here it is. Honey, you want to go get the kids so they can help me set this up? Do you want to go get the kids or do you want me to? Oh, yeah, sorry. You know, it's just funny to me that you want their help. What's funny about me wanting to make memories with my grandchildren? Okay, okay. What's funny is that you never let me help set up the nativity. You were always getting stuff all over baby Jesus. What? You were a messy child. You had messy hands. You got baby Jesus sticky. Once. I got baby Jesus messy one time. You remember that? Uh, remember it? You yelled at me and threw fruitcake at me. You got peanut butter all over the camel also. But I didn't discover that two years later. You threw fruitcake at me. I hate fruitcake. Hold on. Let me make sure I understand what's happening here, okay? You want to take what is a, a nightmare of a memory for me and turn it into something wonderful for my kids? Michael, I'm sorry if you were emotionally scarred. Emotionally scarred? I'm physically scarred. Do you know somebody else who has a fruitcake scar on their forehead? Just stop it. Mom, I was a kid. Kids get things messy. That's, that's life. The baby Jesus is a whole focal point of the nativity. Heck, he's the reason for the whole blooming season. And if you think for one minute you're going to touch him with your messy mess, oh, all over, you've got another thought coming, mister. Jesus didn't come down here to get messy. That wasn't very good theology, was it? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I mean, Jesus said, you know, let the little children come to me, right? I mean, apparently he was okay with getting messy. We're the ones that dress him up, and yet he, he always came with the intention of getting his hands dirty. I guess I deserve the fruitcake thrown at me now, huh? <laughs> Grandma, may I please help decorate? Sure you can. Is that me, Jesus? Wait, wait, let's get you cleaned up first. Yes, that's baby Jesus. Go ahead, you can touch him. Michael, you want to give us a hand? Merry Christmas, Mom. Okay, okay, let's see what we've got. We've got um, a cow and a donkey and a sheep, but where's the shepherd? Right there. For what? Dinner. There he is, that's right. And where's Mary and Joseph? Right, right there. Right here, where should we put them? In the middle. Good morning, everyone. 
great to see your smiling faces here. We hope that your baby Jesus isn't sticky either. So if it is, we'll give you time to go home and clean him up. Um, We're really happy to have each of you here. We're very excited about today. The children are going to be coming here in a minute and just sharing what's been taking place within Kids Connection throughout the year. Uh, This isn't really a Christmas program, but it's something uh, that they're sharing about the things that they have learned uh, over this this past uh, year. And so we're very excited to hear it. As many of you know, that attend here on a regular basis, we've been literally going through the Bible and we've been calling it the story. And we've been hitting all the major highlights and just spending time uh, looking at those things. The kids have been doing the same thing. And as they come here in a few moments and share uh, that with you, I know that you're going to be very excited and really just enjoy as they present that to us from their perspective. I just want to give a shout out very quick, uh, a very a shout out of thanks to all of you that's been really part of the busyness here at Element, uh, from the Catherine Cobb uh, to the uh, uh, Share the Warmth to the uh, Girls I Go uh, Christmas program, all kinds of things that's been taking place. You guys have really been immersed into that, and we just want to thank you so much. Father, we thank you for this day, and we thank you that... You did come to get messy. And messy you did because when it comes to our lives so often, it's, it's not, they're not clean. And yet you don't leave us. You don't forsake us. You don't abandon us. But God, you even draw in closer. And so we just want to praise you this morning for that. We want to praise you for your birth. We want to praise you that, that you have given us new life. You have given us that opportunity to have life in you. And so God, this morning, as we continue our time of worship with you, uh, we just ask that you would take these offerings, these gifts, that you would use them uh, to bring yourself glory. And as always, we count, it a, we count it an incredible privilege here at Element to be able to partner with you in helping build your kingdom here on earth and share your love and glimpses of your kingdom into this broken world. And it's in your son's name, Jesus Christ, that we pray and ask all these things. Amen. On the 15th of January, in the year 2012, our Kids' Connections classes began a journey to delve into the wonderful adventures found in God's Word. A journey not by train, not by car, not by plane, or by bird. But an unusual journey, unlike any we've done, that has pulled us along to a great destination. What destination did you head for, you may well ask? And explaining our year-long trip to you is our task. For this trip we've been on hasn't ended at one map dot, but it's taken us through history to show us many a spot. (laughs) When people took part in God's amazing story, And everything we saw was all for his glory. So we'll take our trip apart and show you the highlights. And we kids will not try to wave or wander or feel any stage frights. We've brought all our baggage and all our accessories with a plan to exhibit all of our souvenir goodies. Our journey through God's story started in a book quite adventurous. In the chock-full, super-important, all-about-beginnings book of Genesis. It's here that we learned how the whole world began, and all of it was just part of God's master plan. We, we first learned, we first learned, we first 
we learn first that God really, really loves his creation, and he loves us most especially with a love without end. Not long after creation, sin entered and took over, and but for God's mercy, mankind had to take cover. And even when man's sinning got very, very bad, and God flooded the earth like he never, ever had, God showed us that he faithfully keeps his promises no matter what. He'll always, always do what he says. And then we saw a bunch of men getting really smart by building a huge tower that looked like fine art. And then God showed us that his wisdom is best overall and that the Tower of Babel... <laughs> men's smarts took a fall. Abraham, whose friendship with God was great importance, for God made mind-blowing promises that showed him his omnipotence. God then rescued Lot from his city's awful destruction, so we could learn of God's judgment and ultimate wisdom. We learned how God gave Abraham a son named Isaac and called him to sacrifice the boy. No easy trick, but Abraham obeyed and God provided a substitute, a great picture of Jesus who would step in for us too. Well, Isaac Isaac grew up and he needed a wife. Sovereign God gave Rebecca, who... Who lived Isaac? Who filled Isaac's life? Isaac's twin sons Esau and Jacob were always at odds, and Jacob did things his way instead of seeking God's. But God still kept his covenant and showed that he remembered the promises he had he'd made to Abraham and Isaac, of whose family Jacob was a member. In Joseph's life, then, God gave a hint of his story's best part when he showed how much he loved Joseph right down to his heart. We learned that God would send Jesus just a glimpse of his plan to forgive and redeem us to the very last man. We spent more than three months in the book of Genesis, but our journey had only started. We walked next into Exodus. There we met Moses first as a baby and then as a grown-up, whom God called to lead his people, not the ideal job op. But God is I Am, the one who had an amazing plan to get his people out of bondage and into the promised land. From the ten plagues in Egypt, when God showed his great patience with Pharaoh by giving him chance after chance after chance, To the Israelites' miraculous crossing of the Red Sea, God gave great reminders of his love very powerfully. 
God is holy. We learned this when he studied his 10 great laws. He was us holy too before we disobey him. We must seriously pause. We went, next we went exploring with Israel into the promised land of Canaan. We found huge bunches of grapes, but we got scared of the giants and we took off running. For we forgot how strong our God is and how there is no need to fear. For he is stronger than any scary thing we may feel or see or hear. Joshua 1, 8 through 9. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and You'll never believe what we saw next in God's story. You'll think we're crazy. But we saw a donkey talk to Balaam, who was about God's will, rather hazy. Then another weird thing, the Israelites defeated the big city of Jericho with no swords and no weapons. They just circled the city until Josh said, then they yelled and they hollered just as they were told, And right then, the city walls and buildings were ready to fold. Maybe put it down. Just like Aiken, we can't steal or lie or hide a single thing for God's omniscience. He knows all without us even telling. Listen to this. Joshua needs more time in the day. His enemies to kill, so God answers his prayers and cause the sun to stay still. Stand still. You followed our journey through Joshua and we're on to the book of Judges. But now we'll take a break to sing, so please be sure nobody budges.
So now we see in the book of Judges that God appointed many leaders to help Israel out of trouble and get rid of their defeaters. Under Deborah's leadership, Israel's enemy was kicked, helped along by Jael's tent peg in the forehead trick. Then came Gideon, who thought his army's strength was in numbers, but God showed his power to win with an army of only 300 members. Super strong Samuel beat up the bad guys all on his home, all on his home. but he forgot that his strength wasn't from wasn't his. It came from God alone. Now on our journey, we stepped into the book of Ruth, which taught us that God's goodness in all things is truth. Naomi and Ruth faced some very hard days, but God showed them and us that he is good in all ways. Next, we traveled into the history books called Samuel, where God showed that he hears our prayers and answers as well. Hannah prayed for a baby, and God listened to her prayer. Samuel was born and was loved under Hannah's care. Then she took him to serve God in the temple with priest Eli. When Samuel heard God call him, he was ready to comply. Tall, dark, and handsome Saul was then crowned Israel's first king, even though we know for sure that God is ruler of everything. And then we met David, a man who followed God's heart. He was chosen by God when shepherding as a boy was his part. This boy proved that with God there is no need to fear when he went toe-to-toe with Goliath without sword or spear. Later, Later David had plenty of reasons to be scared again. When King Saul wished to kill him and chase him with many men, but, but God was David's refuge, his safe hiding place. And as he humbly obeyed God, his, en- his, en- his enemies quit the chase. David was not perfect, for he committed a great sin, but he confessed, and God showed him great compassion. Following David came Solomon to the throne. He prayed, and God gave wisdom that could not be man's alone. He built the temple with lots of precious jewels and fine gold, a dwelling place for God most high, though his presence it could not hold. Israel's next kings acted in terrible disobedience. They mocked God by rejecting and ignoring his presence. God sent Elijah to the prophet to warn them of the famine. No food or water for three years in succession, but God cared for Elijah by feeding him faithfully with the help of some ravens who brought him food daily. Elijah bravely took Baal's prophets on a challenge of 450 to 1 to show them and us that our God is true, the only one. God is holy. We learned when King Ahab acted like he was needy, when really he wanted Naboth's vineyard because he was greedy. Ahab and Jezebel, his evil wife, plotted to King Naboth and steal the land. God promised to end their lives, too, because all things are in his hand. God did mighty things through his prophet Elijah, but, but when... 
His time was done. God passed his power to Elisha. But because God was with him, Elijah raised the dead, and he healed the sick Naaman, but it didn't go to his head. Strong Jehu was sent to kill Ahab and Jez, for God always carries out exactly what he says. Young Joash was crowned king even after all his family was killed, for God is faithful in promises, and this was what he had willed. King King Hezekiah was another good guy who never stopped praying because he knew through trouble and sickness God was always staying. The last king we met was young Josiah who cleaned up Israel by getting rid of false gods and only worshiping the God that is real. As Israel moved away from God, they entered a very sad time in history. When they were prisoners of war, this too is part of God's story. But we saw God at work even when the people felt totally lost. God wanted his people back, no matter the cost. So he raised up Nehemiah to lead a work crew. They rebuilt Jerusalem's wall and fought off the bad guys too. By God's grace, Esther won a beauty pageant and became wife of the king. And through her sweet obedience, Jewish lives were saved. Another thing that proves God is sovereign and always in control. And obeying him is our most important role. Exciting it was then to meet Daniel of great dignity, who stood up before foreign kings with humble authority. First he proved that a good fruit and veggies diet would make him strong, and no one could deny it. Then he went head-on with some hungry lions without a single care. He knew God was with him, for he had been obedient in prayer. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel's three wise friends, all determined to worship God only, no matter how bitter their ends. Tied up and all thrown into a furnace of super-hot fire, they walked through the flames with God, who was their soul's spire. A wild, stormy sea and a huge, hungry whale made up an exciting plot of Jonah's part of God's tale. Jonah was, was God's messenger to Nineveh's sinful men. They repeated, and, and God gave mercy once again. At this point in our journey, we found that God's story is quite sad. For Israel, his people have been caught up in behavior quite bad. He longs for his people to return to him with all their hearts, but they just don't get it. They're blinded by sin for the most part. Now we can feel the heaviness of waiting and hoping as God's people look for a Messiah to save them from just coping. They long for a savior to bring them great freedom, not realizing they'd only be free as a part of God's kingdom. And so we meet God's main character, Jesus, his son, whose birth we now celebrate 
as the best gift for everyone. They learned a lot, didn't they? They, um, they brought us right up to the point of, uh, you know, as you saw, of Jesus uh, being born. And so tomorrow night, please join us as we celebrate that the King has come, our Savior has been born uh, to us, and that time of darkness is no longer there. He has brought the light. We want to take a minute just to acknowledge uh, Kathy. Kathy has been in our Kids Connection uh, program forever, Right? Actually, she started, she was one of them on stage, and she just kind of evolved to this point, all right? And so, Thank you. that's, okay. It makes you 25. It makes you 25, exactly. No, well, and essentially what has happened is we have finally drove Kathy to retirement. So, uh, but we want to just take a minute and just, uh, Kathy, we just have appreciated your uh, selfless service over the years. And, uh, she, well, let me say this, she is stepping down from being in the lead position with Kids Connection, but she is not leaving Kids Connection. We're not letting her leave. She will still uh, take part in some sort of fashion, and we can continue to drive you crazy. Abby Waterbury is actually going to be taking over uh, as the lead Kids Connection coordinator here at the Blissville campus. And so uh, we are very excited about that. We're very excited for Kathy as, as uh, we're not letting you go, but we do want to present you with a gift. And so uh, we just want to say thank you so much for your years of service, and as you continue to serve. So uh, we just want to acknowledge that. Thank you very much, Kathy. Thank you very much. We give you great thanks today that we could spend time giving you glory and praise. And we pray, God, that through uh, all that we've done today, through video, through singing, through sharing the love, through our kids just demonstrating all that they've learned about you, your attributes, your characteristics, God, everything that we have done, we pray that you have... Uh, received glory and praise, and you have found favor uh, from us. And so, God, as we leave here today, we leave with joyful hearts. We leave uh, with that hope within our hearts. And as we go out into a broken world, we just want to share that hope with them uh, so that they can have life as well. And we ask and pray all this in the powerful name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.